Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hey, everybody, this is Sophie, and welcome to episode 166 of the Big Boo Cast. We are so happy to be back with you after a little Christmas break. And on this episode, we're going to talk about the Mississippi State coaching search. Have some thoughts. We're going to talk about the things that we watched and read over the break. We're going to talk about some other stuff too. Maybe a little update on our motivational techniques and how that's working with our our 16-year-olds. Love it. Anyway, before we get to all that, I want to remind y'all that if you have not joined us yet over at Patreon, we would love for you to do that in 2020. This will be our first full year on Patreon, and it has been the most fun. We do two extra episodes every month. It's a $5 subscription, and we do a Closer Look episode, which is something that we're obsessed with or really interested in or just kind of captivated by, by, whether that's a show or an idea or a concept. This month, we're going to talk about a specific episode of a television show that has gotten all up in my head. There's so much to it that I want to want to dig into. And then we also do a Q&A episode every month where we just take a ton of questions from y'all and we can answer them really without as many time constraints. It's a super laid back and it's tons and tons of fun. So all you have to do if you'd like to join us is go to patreon.com slash bigboo. That's patreon.com slash bigboo, and you can subscribe there. It will give you your own personalized RSS feed that you put into the podcast app of your choice, and then the episodes will download just like these do. It's magic on the interwebs. All right, y'all, we're so glad you're here with us, and we hope you enjoy episode 166. Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. This is Big Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. And we are back from our Christmas break. Yes, we are. Back and better than ever in 2020. Are we? Are we now? I don't know. I I mean, this has really been my first. I'm going to tell you how I started my day. It was the first day that we were back at school and I was like, I'm going to be my best self. And so I got Gully to go work out with me today. And then after it was over, we went and got queso at our favorite Mexican <laughs> restaurant. So 
Kind of my best self and kind of not. I mean, that's what you call balance, really. Just balance. Yes. You have to be kind to yourself. You've got to be kind to yourself. So, um, yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I I don't know that I'm any more rested or anything, but I've, I've read some books. I've watched some television. So there's that. Well, I do think I'm rested because I got, I guess it was, there was, Let's see, my sister and her husband left the Sunday after Christmas. So they stayed, they got to stay a little while this year, which is really fun. That's fun. But maybe two days after they left, I started thinking, oh, I feel sinusy. Like, I feel like I've got sinus junk. And it it really hit um, a couple of days after that. And so I spent most of last week in in various forms of pajamas and kind of just sometimes I would sleep, sometimes I would not. But it really... I don't know. It was just upper respiratory junk, but it made me feel terrible. And so I had to go back today to school for just meetings. Mm-hmm. And I woke up at like 530, just like, come on world. I'm okay. ready for you. Ready to go. Ready to go. It reminded me of when Alex was a baby and I was not working when he was, I don't know, just a few months old. And mm-hmm. I went to school one day and took him with me. And I think I talked like, 90,000 miles an hour to anybody who would listen because I was so excited to have company. That's sort of what I was like this morning. I was just Mm -hmm. like, oh, there are going to be a lot of people. And (laughs) I was, I was ready for it. I was, I was, I was ready. I'd had two cups of coffee before I let, you know, even walked out the door. So. Okay. So you were, you were fired up. I was ready to go. I was, I was, I was just ready to kind of, I was ready to see my office. I was ready to, Mm -hmm. to see people. I don't know. I, I just hit a point where I love, love, love being home, mm-hmm. but I, I feel like I sort of exhausted my home options. Sure, yeah. I could clean. I could clean out. There's stuff I could do. Yeah, but, but I don't know. I just, I just need, to, I just need a change. I need something different. I need something. Yeah. Else. Yeah. So. Yeah, I get that. We kind of had that. I felt like our Christmas ended up being kind of weird because. Christmas Eve, well, Caroline had that big formal dance on the 22nd. So that kind of threw a wrench just because everything was getting ready for that, you know, and that was like our version of like the Golden Globes. You got hair and makeup and the whole deal. For sure. And so we had all that. And then she was out late that night. So like on the 23rd, when she finally rolled out of bed at, you know, two in the afternoon, we made Mm -hmm. cinnamon rolls. And then we went to dinner, just us as a family, and then went and drove around and looked at Christmas lights. And then Christmas Eve, we normally go over to my dad and to Mimi and Bob's house. And, um, but they were both sick. They texted that morning and they were like, we're sick. So I don't think anybody wants to come over here. And so we were like, oh, okay. So it ended up being, and then Christmas day, we always stay home just us anyway. So it was one of those things that by Christmas night, Perry and I were like, well, it's a good thing that we like the three of us. Cause it's just right. the three of us mm-hmm. for a long time. Like we ended up making dinner mm-hmm. reservations and it really was fine. It was just quieter than it usually is. And we had less interaction. But then Christmas night, we finally went over to Gully's because um, her parents, Honey and Big, were in town. And I was that same. Like when we finally got there, I was like, I don't think I quit talking. You know, it was just like. So what about Buddy Robin doing? Let me tell you what we've been doing. We really haven't been doing anything much at all. But, you know, then yeah. we went here and it was just the three of us. And it was just, I know, I, I feel like I think I start to think this is what Martha Hudson feels like daily. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just so excited. Yeah. Just 
just so excited to see people and just see what they're doing and how have y'all been doing? And yeah, let me tell you how I've been doing. I, well, I don't know. Yeah. Like here's all my, well, and then I laughed because then Perry normally after Christmas leaves and goes hunting for like days on end. And he didn't do that this year. I still don't really know why. And <laughs> just saying. And so we just had a lot of time together mm-hmm. and, and I knew, and I was leaving Caroline and I left January 2nd, early the morning, January 2nd for a soccer tournament she was playing in in Dallas. And I knew that New Year's night, Perry and I were sitting on the couch. And this is a real sentence that he said to me looking for conversation. He said, I've really been thinking about it. And I think I'm going to start washing my socks separately from the rest of my clothes. (laughs) Yeah. And I thought, you know, it's time for us to have some different experiences. It's time for us (laughs) to see some different people. Listen, (laughs) David and I went, so Alex went on a church retreat. He left on the 29th and was gone until the, till New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. And same thing. So Alex leaves and David's like, do you want to go out? Let, let's get a nice dinner. And I went, yeah. okay. And so anyway, we made reservations and we, and, and, and then I start thinking, what are we going to talk about? Yeah. Like we have been together for two weeks every day. Yeah. We have had the same non-experience every, what are, do I need to take a book of theology that we can unpack? I mean, like, I'm, I really, like, I'm, I don't know what, what small talk is there? What, what big talk is there? Cause we've had plenty of time to get into all that. Anyway, it yeah. was fine. We had a good time, but it was just, you do, you start to think, so somebody needs to go have a life outside this house. Yeah. Cause David was off the whole time that Alex and I were off. Uh-huh. And so anyway, it was. Um, it's a lot of shared experiences. And then I got to Dallas for the tournament and Caroline had gone. It was for school soccer. So she was with her school team the whole time. So, I mean, I knew she and I wouldn't be doing anything together. I mean, you know, she's busy doing stuff with the team. But I ended up and I thought my friends Jamie and Trevor were going to be out of town. But it turns out they were in town. But I mean, I. I told Gully, I said, turns out I have to go to Dallas and my social life's better than ever because I saw Jamie and Trevor. I got to go. I went to eat dinner with them twice. I went to go see my friend Height. I mean, it was like I was a social butterfly. It was delightful. And I'm going to tell you for long time listeners, I got to see Jen's little boy, Lincoln. Oh, and that made my whole. um, So if y'all are new, Jen is my friend who passed away from breast cancer three years ago and her little boy's eight now. And I, um, and height sees them all the time. And so height kind of arranged it and I got to see him and it was really sweet. It was maybe one of the highlights of my whole Christmas break, getting to see him. And I love was, that. He was darling. And I will tell you, it's funny to see, cause he's only eight. So he's young, but he came in and he, Jen never met a stranger and she, and he's the exact same way. And it made me so happy to like I see how that. much he's like her. And um, he had gotten a hamster for Christmas and he was telling me all about like how he was going to go to the pet store and he was going to get some tubes because the hamster really wanted tubes and he needed to do all this stuff. And I said, you know what you need to get? I go get one of those like clear balls where it can run around the house. And he put his arm on me and he goes, I was literally just thinking that. <laughs> and it, Like I could have bawled. It was like having Jen right next to me. Like he was oh. so, it was just the sweetest. So that was, that was really fun. So um, that was kind of a good way to um, end my little, my overall, my vacation. So that was, that was sweet. Yeah, it was sweet. It was fun. Well, because you and I really, like, it seems like every Christmas break, we hardly get to talk because we're with our people yeah. the whole time. Yeah, because we texted a couple of times. And of course, uh-huh. it heated up when the Mississippi State coaching search began. 
Listen, <laughs> let me tell you something. That bowl game mm-hmm. that we played against mm-hmm. Louisville. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know when. Well, let me just back up. Mississippi State people are much like A&M people. And that we collectively really, we value effort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we value hard work and we value preparation. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think what Dan Mullen sort of tapped into with us that served him really well is nobody, nobody cares if you're the most talented, if you've gotten the most accolades, if people think you have the most potential, if you will get in there and grind it out, Mm -hmm. like we, we will, we will stay with you every step of the way. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's just sort of, you know, Mm -hmm. I always say like ag ag schools, we, we build things and grow things. That's what you do. And, and then you teach other people how to do it. So what happened in that bowl game? And again, I don't have any idea what the preparation was like. I'm sure they worked hard. I'm sure, I'm sure they had a plan. I'm sure all those things, but what happened on the field, Mm -hmm. particularly in the second half was really frustrating to watch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the message boards were just full of frustration after that game. And I had so many friends who texted me were like, that were like, I didn't like that. It didn't feel, it felt like we quit. It didn't feel like, you know, what, what's going on. And so I was really surprised and I was, I was sad for Joe Moorhead mm-hmm. that it ended up, you know, leading to him losing his job. Cause you hate that for any coach and you hate that for his family. But you want to talk about the timing of a, a coaching search and an upper respiratory infection yeah. that keeps you in the bed. Yeah. It's really just about as good as it yeah. gets. I mean, yeah. you couldn't really ask for more. Mm-mm, you really couldn't. I mean, I have my, here's what I'm going to tell you. My days have been full. Um, my days have been rich. Yes. Full of content. And full of stellar content. Content, speculation. As you know, the internet never exaggerates. And no. Um, the, the internet never traffics in rumor. No, no. So listen, last night, and I texted you in the middle of this last night at 10 o'clock when my sister and I were both in a chat room. Oh, so happy. From the, from one of the message boards, there was a chat and we're sitting in that chat room with over 500 people, mm-hmm. um, because we're, we're waiting for one of the, the, the message board guys to give us some information about the coaching mm-hmm. search. I thought, I don't know if this is, is, if it's one of the happier days of my life or the test. Yes. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know what this says about me that I'm really this interested, but I'm this interested. So We'll see. Supposedly, we'll have a coach this uh-huh. week. We will see. I, we will see. I'm going to say that I, you know, I, I, there's no judgment here because, you know, I totally get it. And I, as someone who today has been following the recruiting odyssey of one Zach Evans from North Park High School, sure. who had committed to Georgia, but is now being released from Georgia for whatever reason, and supposedly is going to commit to A&M. And I'm like, why am I so invested in this 18-year-old kid? Like, I I don't, know, I don't know him. I know he's a good running back. Apparently, that's that's all I know. But it's it's hard to not get. And here's what I love. And this is what also that the internet never does, especially fan forums such as Mississippi State. Sure. They, they never go to all is ruined, gloom and doom. We're, we're, oh, never. we're doomed oh. to eternity based on these decisions. Uh-huh. It just... 
it's the highest highs and the lowest lows. It really is. It's it's the it it's a total pendulum swing just depending on circumstances. And and last night I texted my sister in the middle of us sitting in that chat room waiting for somebody <laughs> to tell us something. Like the questions people were asking the message board guy, they were like, if so-and-so comes in, who's going to be his defensive coordinator? I'm like, how is he supposed to know that? How, how is he supposed to know who the strength and conditioning coach is going to be? What are you people thinking? And here's my other favorite is when the people who are doing the speculating act like they really know these coaches and these assistants who are scattered across Mm -hmm. the country, you know, I, I really like the way that so-and-so runs something that's sort of a cross between the wishbone yeah. and the option. Like, no, ha, wh- really? Have you studied this film? Yeah. I'm I'm confused about the level of familiarity here. I've never heard of this no, person. But, uh, you, apparently you and Doug were on the phone talking about his offensive <laughs> strategy. Yeah, and, and you've got like a 15-person depth <laughs> chart about who you'd like to see coaching wide receivers. I don't. I'm fascinated by it. But then there I sit, waiting for somebody to tell me something. I know. I'm same. I I really do hate it for Joe Moorhead. And I am so sorry that it didn't work out for whatever Mm -hmm. reason. But it was obvious at that bowl. I mean, it's been kind of obvious all season, but it was especially obvious at the ball game that that something something just was not. But it it was just a a bad series Mm -hmm. of events. And, And so I'm hopeful that. There'll be a good reset mm-hmm. and, you know. Well, I and know. I think I it's like we've talked about our beloved Coach O, that I think that it's, he to me is living proof that there can be really good coaches that just are not a fit with the program. You know, like I, I, don't, I sure. don't think it's a yeah. commentary on anybody's coaching when you don't work at a school. I mean, mm-hmm. well, sometimes it is. I mean, there are some that you're like, I think you're just a bad coach. But there, I think there are some where you're like, you know, just, it's just not a fit. It's not a fit for the school. It's just, it's all in all, it's just not a fit. And so, um Good sir, I wish you all the best in your new endeavors. Absolutely, this is absolutely so. um, I feel like the thing to me about, and it's like everything that social media has done, is that you get everybody's real time reaction of everything that's happening. Because A and M played Oklahoma State, as we know, in the very prestigious Texas Academy Sports and Outdoors Bowl (laughs) on December twenty seventh at five forty five. And um, and I'm going to say that that was a game where I don't think anybody told our players we were playing in a bowl game until the second half. And then we decided, oh, this, hey, y'all, you don't want to not get that trophy for the Academy Sports and Outdoors Bowl. You better hop too. And so we ended up winning. But like to see the message, like on Texags, like the message boards of like people questioning, I mean, not just, but like, why was Jimbo Fisher even born? You know, like, why does he even, <laughs> like, just the whole thing. It's just so, we go we go down so hard, so fast. And then I got yes. so tickled because I know that I am also guilty of this. So then when Texas played Utah in the Alamo Bowl and the Longhorns won that game, and, you know, I can, I will tell you my theories about that. I think Utah was in no way a top-ranked team based on seeing them play, but it was the things that they said is now everybody watch Longhorns and Aggies for the next six months debate whose eight and five season was better last year. You know, like oh, 100%. Like neither yes. one of us, guess what? Neither one of us are in LSU, but we're going to sit and argue over who we think had more quality losses last year for the next six months. So, you know, 
Noemi believes that luxury jewelry doesn't have to be overpriced. They cut out the middleman to deliver exceptional fine jewelry without the traditional retail markups. They design and manufacture everything in-house and sell directly to consumers with a lifetime warranty and free shipping both ways. I recently got their petite diamond band ring and it's so beautiful either on its own or paired with my wedding band. They're the only fine jewelry company that offers such incredible quality at this price, featuring solid 18 karat gold for the perfect balance of strength and purity. You can personalize it with engravings and even order custom designs. Whether you're buying it for yourself or as a holiday gift, Noami is the safest place to shop for luxury jewelry online. You can return any order for a full refund, even engravings and custom designs. It's literally an entirely risk-free experience, and the authenticity is guaranteed with an IGI certificate detailing color, clarity, and appraisal value. If you're looking for quality fine jewelry made to last a lifetime from a luxury brand you can trust, it's Noemi. They have thousands of five-star reviews online. We suggest you read some and see why people are raving about this company. Go to hellonoemi.com slash bigboo to see their collections and get $50 off your first purchase with the promo code bigboo. It's H-E-L-L-O-N-O-E-M-I-E dot com slash bigboo. And don't forget to use the promo code bigboo for $50 off your first purchase. Now, speaking of LSU, it was. I was so happy that the Saturday night we had the two semifinal games. My sister and my brother-in-law were here. Yes. Joe Burrow in that game. Oh, I mean. Oh my goodness! What on earth? I mean, he. What on earth? He's unbelievable. He's just unbelievable. And he's as casual about it. Yeah. This is, I think, what I enjoy about him so much is he is as casual about it as I would be, like walking in Publix. Maybe getting a Diet Coke and a pack of crackers. Yeah. Checking out and walking back to my car. Yeah. Like, he's just, he's so just breezy uh-huh. and yeah. never seems super tense, never seems nope. really anything other than just, hey, I'm going to go out here, I'm going to throw this ball. It's going to get caught all day uh-huh. long. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm going to score a bunch of points and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be responsible for a whole bunch of yards. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, I it's crazy how good he is. It's, it's crazy how good he is. But I also think that it is he that is an example of an offense that just works on all levels, because let's not even mm-hmm. pretend like he could call and get his AT&T service fixed in the time he has to throw a ball. <laughs> it's, like it's <laughs> what I'm saying is all could. day long, all what? day long. <laughs> What did I say? At some point, he could one Mississippi it yeah. up to like fifteen. He could. He, he he could just one Mississippi, and that O line is just going to keep blocking yep. for him. It's crazy. It, They're so good. It, I can't wait for the championship. I know, and I and I listen. I may be wrong, but I I think they're going to own Clemson. That's my prediction. Nothing against Clemson. I like Clemson. I was glad to see Clemson win, but I just I just don't know that anybody's going to beat LSU this year. That's I said yeah. it. I stick by it. You know whatever so I do think you that both of those teams though all the way up to the head coach they seem to have so much leadership yes and I think that that's one thing that was really I think it's hard for especially a Mississippi State to have a, a Dak mm-hmm. you know who mm-hmm. is who's going to put that team on his shoulders every single mm-hmm. week to lose that but then we still had some leadership who you know was with him but I think that the, that was the one thing I said over and over again this year is I don't know where I would point to kind of say like, hey, this is this is leadership. Like yeah. certainly 
there were certain players that seemed to to do well, but there's a difference between being a really great player mm-hmm. or even a really consistent player and being a, a, a real leader on the sideline. We're about to head into motivational speech territory, I feel yeah. like, but, well, but somebody who will, will take some responsibility for the tone and tenor of that team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it's always a, such a fun thing to watch. And I don't know, I just didn't see as much of it this year. And so I think that that's, if you have, you know, a game or a few games where it's, you're sort of on the, you're kind of hanging in the balance in terms of, are we going to get this done or are we not? I think the leadership is the thing that pushes you over. But that's, of course, just from my time playing American college football. Exactly. Um, you know, I'm sure other people have had a different experience. Yeah. But. No, I think that you are. Here's what I'm going to say. Listen, I may have told North Carolina this over <laughs> Christmas break. I may have referenced this exact thing. That I think any organization is going to be as healthy as its leadership. And right. I think that you can't expect it starts at the it top, starts at the top mm-hmm. and it trickles down and you have to decide. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can all decide, are we going to try to change the culture where we are and with what we're able to do? Right. But ultimately you have to be the kind of person that you're expecting someone else to be. So that's exactly right. That's exactly yep. right. If you want to, if you want to understand the personality of a team, you look at the that's coach exactly right. and, and if you don't like what you see from the coach, then you've got to decide to be that yourself and try to set a different that's right. That's right. Are we going to sit and complain? Uh-huh. Are we going to be a victim of it? Or are we going to persevere? Are we going to do better? Are we going to rise above? That is my question. That's my question. Oh. I said, I did send you a text over the holidays where Alex was at the beach and at the retreat and he got his lacrosse schedule and I, and so he sent it to me, just a practice uh-huh. schedule. And it, there was a lot of like, oh my gosh. You yeah. know? And I really came back. I felt like with some very strong uh-huh. points about, you know, when you're overwhelmed. Listen, you remember, you remember the, how much you enjoyed your team last year. You remember like how fun it was. You remember what it's like to get out there and fight with you. Like I really came in uh-huh. strong. He totally called yeah. me on it. I think he even said. Like they were in worship when I sent it to him. And he was like, thanks so for the sermon during worship. <laughs> appreciate it. Listen, someday these kids will appreciate all these pearls of wisdom will. that we have dropped I on will. them. So I'll tell mm-hmm. them you're, write you're them welcome down. in advance. I know. I felt like Caroline, there were several times during Christmas break where I felt like we had talks and I, I'm sure she appreciated and took every single one to heart. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I um I sent you something I'm looking for right now. I sent you something a few days ago that um that yeah, here it is, where uh a coach posted some things. You know, I, I love coach speak. Mm-hmm. I like anybody telling me about how to change my mindset. Anyway, a coach posted, he said, Players, you want to expand your team role? And then he listed about 15 things. Mm-hmm. Do the little things. My favorite is keep great body language. I would love to see the look on Alex Hudson's face if I ask him, what's your body language communicate? Did your body language say that you were open? You were learning? You were receptive? Were you closed off? (sighs) So good. Positive body language. Positive body language. Mm -hmm. It's critical. Y'all, it never fails that at this time of year, I think sugar is my sworn enemy because it makes me feel terrible when I have too much of it. And there's something about taking a break from sugar, getting it out of my diet that makes me feel so much better. And that is precisely why I am so happy to tell y'all about something called Sugar Free 3. The holidays now have come and gone. 
And while we still may have visions of sugar plums or maybe even some cookies that are dancing in our heads, our bodies likely feel terrible. The average American consumes 17 teaspoons of added sugar a day, which adds up to over a pound a week. And our bodies need a break, which is why sugar-free three is such a great solution. And this is available only on OpenFit. Sugar-Free 3 is a three-week program designed by New York Times bestselling author and the former editor-in-chief of Women's Health, Michelle Promaleko, to help all of us kick our processed sugar habit. Cutting out refined sugars helps us to have more energy, to sleep better, to have healthier-looking skin, which you know Melanie and I are big fans of that, and to lose weight. So I am on board is what I am telling y'all, and I would love for you over the next few weeks to do this with me, to try to kick sugars not carbs, because you can still have potatoes and fruit, even whole grain breads and pastas. The Sugar-Free 3 program comes with a 21-day customized meal plan, hundreds of recipes to choose from, easy food tracking, you don't have to count calories, um, and a food label decoder so you can easily identify hidden sugars. And every bit of this is on the OpenFit app. Thanks to a special partnership with OpenFit, you can access all of Sugar-Free 3 for free. When you sign up for OpenFit and get access to hundreds of on-demand and live trainer-led workouts, including 350 brand new classes every week. We're going to kick processed sugar in just three weeks, get some healthier looking skin, feel energized, and lose up to 15 pounds in just 21 days with Sugar-Free 3 on OpenFit. And right now, our Big Boo listeners get a 14-day free trial membership to OpenFit. All you have to do is to text Big Boo to 50-50-50. You get full access to OpenFit, sugar-free three, all the on-demand and live workouts and nutrition information, totally free for 14 days. Again, just text Big Boo to 50-50-50. Standard message and data rates may apply. The other thing that I have done over the holidays is um, in addition to really staying on top of the Mississippi State coaching search, which Uh I will not bore y'all with the details of all that, but it's just, (laughs) it seems to be changing minute to minute. Um, And of course, I'm just trafficking really in a lot of rumor and speculation, but I'm fine with that. That's really the best place to traffic. (laughs) I mean, it really, I mean, you know, if the the athletic department is not going to issue any information, then... I will look to strangers on the internet to provide me with the 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 data that I am um I'm searching for. But the other thing I did is I I watched an enormous amount of television. I mean really like impressive amounts of television mm-hmm. because good for you. After we recorded the last Patreon episode um because a lot of times at night I have I do podcasty things, I edit the episodes mm-hmm. or whatever. So after we did the last Patreon episode at the end of or before Christmas, I didn't have to edit a single podcast thing for two weeks. Yeah. And apparently I reverted back to my college pattern, which is just what, what can you put in front of my eyes that I will, Mm -hmm. that I will study and consume. Yeah. So I watched seasons two and three of the crown. Mm -hmm. Nice. And have you watched, you've watched all of season three, right? All of season three. It's so good. I have so many thoughts about it. And we're actually, we're going to talk about one specific episode on this month's Patreon closer look episode. Yeah. So I won't get into specifics too much, but, but here's the thing that I really loved about season three. Now, what I love about season two is, is Princess Margaret. That's what I really yes. love about season two. Yes. What I, I love about season three 
is just Olivia Coleman somehow in the most subtle ways communicates so much about middle age. Like there's, there's so many things that we see Queen Elizabeth. I mean, I guess this is the fictional narrative, but still we see her wrestle a little bit with middle age and we see her alone so much. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She really is. She's so isolated. She's she's so isolated Mm -hmm. and it got me like, she's just, she's, she's this one woman who you really feel the weight of what she carries. Mm -hmm. I think in, in season three more than in, in, in season two, I think you feel it like on a, a real level. Um, and you don't see her kids a lot in, no. in season three. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, she really is. She really is isolated. And I think it's because it, it to me, it shows, and it was such a, and I read some reviews that people said it was too much on the nose, but like when it starts with her seeing her younger self versus her middle-aged self, and I thought, Have, mm. haven't we all been there? I mean, you know, like maybe not on a postage yes. stamp, but haven't we all been there? Um and then it is that whole thing of that she's kind of turned into she's an elder stateswoman now, you know, like there's a yeah. maturity and a and a and a a depth that goes with her role that wasn't there when she was younger. Yeah. I just loved it. Mm-hmm. Like I could watch season three all over again, I think. I just thought it was so well written and so beautifully mm-hmm. acted. And I don't know. I I thought it was I thought it was great. Which which led to my sister and my brother-in-law telling us about another thing that's on Netflix, which is the about the 90th birthday of Queen Elizabeth. Have you seen I that? I have seen that. Yes, I have watched that. Oh, it's so good. It is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. With all the old home movies and like the whole. Yes. Yeah, it's, and it's, is that the one? And she and Prince Charles are talking in it at different points. Yes. yes. And then there and then and. Harry and William talk uh-huh. at different points as they watch the movies. And then you kind of feel like, you know, some of those stories because you've watched the crown. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was really good. I loved it. It just was so personal and endearing. I yeah. thought I really loved yeah, that. Yeah, I did too. That was one I watched. I can't remember. I think maybe I watched that after season two of the crown. I can't remember, but it was one that I discovered and I was very happy to discover it. Um, did you watch anything over the break? Anything new? Um, did I watch anything? Oh, I, well, I finished The Marvelous Miss Maisel. Um, okay. I still I have a lot of thoughts on it um, that we'll have to discuss at some point after you've watched it. Um, it took okay. some interesting turns, but I liked it. I mean, I still liked it, but it was definitely very different to me than the first two. Um, I watched some more Succession on uh, HBO. Oh, my God. Oh, my I know. Word. It's Listen. really good. I mean... Oh yeah, mm. really good. It's hard to watch it sometimes. Is hard to watch. Yeah, it, it, it is. I agree. It's 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 heavy at times, but um, but you know how you know I I love to think about like I I, I don't know the, the nerdy part of my brain. I love to think about leadership and and mm-hmm. I, like leadership in families, leadership in 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 work. And like, and the, and the balance between wanting to lead and then just wanting to have power, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, you know, cause the, one of those things will trip you up and one of those things will not. Yeah. And so, so one of the things that I love about succession and listen, it is hard to watch it, If you're super sensitive to what you watch, I would not recommend uh-huh. it. Like yeah. just in terms of language and that kind of stuff. But, um, but it's so interesting there how, 
how that dynamic of of not necessarily leadership but power mm-hmm. how that plays out in that family dynamic it is something else and the thirst for power yes and how that will take you to some bad places yeah it it was it's it's fascinating so i'm still not done with that i watched all of and i think there were 10 episodes i watched all of virgin river which i had mentioned yes um, earlier and I liked it. It was um it it is hard of Dixie esque in terms of its premise, but it's definitely a little bit um heavier than that. But yet at the time I was like, is this like a, am I watching one long extended Hallmark movie? <laughs> but, <laughs> but it felt overall I liked it. It was a good thing to watch over the holidays because it was it was interesting. It held my attention. The scenery is beautiful because it takes place in like Northern California. And so just gorgeous scenery and, and all of that. So, um, overall, and apparently it's coming back for a second season. So, um, it was, it was good. Some of it felt a little, um, contrived maybe, but, um, but I don't know, it was a, it was a good thing to watch over the break. And then I think that was it for anything that I really watched. I was going to start the new Veronica Mars on Hulu, which I still have not watched. I haven't either. I haven't either. I I watched, um, and I mentioned this to you yesterday, but I watched the Kevin Hart documentary that's on Netflix, yes. which mm-hmm. has a title that, well, I mean, the title says like, don't F this up. But okay. um, again, if you are super sensitive to language, um, this mm-hmm. would not be for you. The language is horrible like to the point that I was like I I just I don't know how much more of this I can handle (laughs) and I'm not I I wouldn't say I'm overly sensitive to it because if there's a good story I'll hang with it but it was just I don't know but I love a behind the scenes look at anything and I also love when you get to see sort of people's real lives as as opposed to sort of a public persona so that always intrigues me Uh uh-huh uh-huh so it was really interesting. I think it's six episodes. I think that's okay. right. And like right out of the gate, you think, I don't know if I like this guy. Oh, like, okay. I don't know if like he seems really prideful and he seems, uh-huh. but I appreciated that he kind of, I mean, it's his production company. I appreciate that he left all that in. Uh-huh. So it uh-huh. sort of starts in one place and then it works its way back to that. Um, but it was really interesting. It was really interesting. It was interesting to see sort of the dynamics of his friendships and how important his real life friendships are Uh to him. But it was also interesting how he, he really did let people capture how he can be really stubborn and how he's really prideful. And you see how that pride derails him a couple of times. I don't know. It was interesting. Okay. So if you like a behind the scenes thing and you can, you can, you can tolerate the language because there's mm-hmm. no, listen, there's no way to mute it. Like there's no, no way to. And you're missing, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but the relationship side of it, I thought was really interesting and his relationship with his mom and his relationship with his dad. And I don't know, I just, and so by the end of it, I was like, Oh, I do really like him. Like he, he lets you see sort of the things that are his Achilles heels, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. but you also see, I don't know that how things are kind of getting worked out in his life. It's interesting. Okay. So, okay. That's interesting. Okay. Um, I wouldn't I, want to, if there's a child within, no, no like it, that's going to be one of those things you maybe watch with you, with your, your AirPods on. Yes. Not for the children. Not, not for, for the, the children. children. Unless mm. they're very worldly. Um, <laughs> not really. Still not, not. really. Um, 
I, so, and then in, in addition to that, and I'm still in the middle of it, but I do like it. I'm reading a book called My Dear Hamilton. Yes, um, you've told me. Yes. And I like it. It's very good. It's, it's written by the same, hold on, I'm going to tell you the author's name so that I'd Stephanie Dre and Laura Kamoy, I guess is how you say it. And they are the ones that wrote The President's Daughter which I read years ago, America's first when you read that. Yeah. Yeah. That was about Thomas Jefferson and about his daughter. And this is all about, um, uh, Hamilton's wife. So it's about Eliza Schuyler. And so, um, I really like it. It's, it's good, but it's a fictionalized account, but you know, as you know, you took me to the musical Hamilton. And so I saw this and I was like, well, I think I would like to know more about Hamilton. So it's been very interesting because it kind of takes like the stuff that I feel like I know from from seeing the musical Hamilton, but it digs deeper into their love story and how they met. And, and they do a really good job. The authors, they did this with Jefferson's daughter too, where they um, look through old letters and old papers. And so they use actual things to piece their story together. Um, So while a lot of it is fictionalized because you don't know what people were thinking or feeling or whatever, it does bring more of it to life. So it's been really good. I think if you like that kind of historical literature and that's something like there's just a lot about the Revolutionary War and and all of that, I think it's a really, really compelling, well-written read. So um, I like it. But there were also times that because I have holiday ADD where I would just watch Insta stories instead of picking up my book to read, which is why I'm not totally finished with it yet. Right. Did you at some point, did you, have you found yourself thinking, Eliza and Peggy? Yes. And Peggy. Peggy. Yes, I have. I have. Yes. So um, yeah. So, and then I thought at one point when George Washington comes in the room, I thought, here comes a general, you know, like, oh, <laughs> here so. comes a general. Um, yep. I read a, a book that I recommended to you in the middle of the break, and then I wrote you back and I said, no, don't read that. Don't read that. So I'm not going to talk about that one. No. Um, um, I didn't know what I was getting into, but um, I hate that. I read. I finished a book that I'd actually started on a plane going somewhere and then kind of got back in uh, like in all the end of the semester stuff. And so I finished it, which is a book called The Hideaway by Lauren Denton. Mm. She lives here in Birmingham. And um and listen, you want to talk about a book that's like it's it's like a pretty spring day. Like it's just mm. The characters are endearing. The setting is mm-hmm. like it's familiar enough to to feel sort of comforting. And um, I don't know. I just thought it was a delightful book. So okay, um, I I just I I liked it so much. And I I don't know. There there was it was one of those books without a hint of cynicism in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it was just a mm-hmm. a real true story. Nobody had. I mean, not a true story, but. But there was there was nothing dark in it, or mm-hmm. I don't know. I just enjoyed it, so nice. um, that's a good one. And then, uh, what else did I read? I'm trying to remember. I know it feels like. Oh uh, well, me. it's another thing. I don't know if I I don't know if I would recommend it. Or okay, not, another one. But, okay, but anyway, but I would definitely recommend The Hideaway by okay. Lauren Denton. So okay, so FYI, everybody. Um, the the other thing besides consuming a lot of television programs and doing a lot of reading that I did um, over the break is I got my instant pot out for the second time. Oh, tell us, how was it? How did that go? 
I don't, I don't know what it is. I was talking to somebody about it today. Like, I, I don't know if it's because it's a pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. And so I always feel some threat that it could explode. Yes. I'm so intimidated by it. Okay. I, it's just, I, I don't know if I'm doing it right. I don't know. So I was at Costco one day and they had like really pretty sirloin roast. And so I was like, I'm going to get these sirloin roast. I'm going to cook them in the Instant Pot. Um, here's what I will say, cooking a big piece of meat like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that it has a saute feature is is really nice because yeah. you can saute your meat on all sides, which you cannot do in a crock pot. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can saute it. And I just think here's here's the deal. Everybody wants to say like, I had a pot roast and I had supper on the table in 30 minutes. Yeah. No, you did not. <laughs> You did not. You were not being honest with us. Lies. All lies. It's all lies. Because maybe if you had a one pound pot roast, yeah. you did. Yes. But there, but like this is the kind of thing I'm talking about. So I had this, I had about four and a half pounds of meat. It was mm-hmm. about the size mm-hmm. of these two smaller sirloin roasts that I cooked at the same time. And so it said to cook it for 90 minutes on like high pressure. Mm-hmm. But at 90 minutes, it was not like, I like roast to like fall apart, kind of. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then there's this whole thing. You can either force the release of the pressure or you can naturally release the pressure. Oh, that's a lot of well, pressure. Well, apparently with that, with red meat, you're supposed to do a natural release. And it, the natural release takes like 45 minutes. So whatever your cooking time is, mm-hmm. then you've got 45 minutes on the other side of that to wait for the pressure to release. Oh. And I ended up cooking the roast for probably two hours in the Instant Pot. So you see what I'm saying here? So it really took three hours yeah. from start yeah. to finish. Now, could I have cooked it in a crock pot in three hours? I could not. Mm-hmm. But I also could not I mean there are a lot of things that I could have cooked in three hours you know yeah 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 exactly without the instant pot Mm -hmm. so so we'll see we'll see I'm gonna try it again tonight I think with some chicken okay um that makes me feel nervous (laughs) and feel real my stomach just knotted up I just I feel like if we end up saying next week's podcast is postponed because Sophie had to go to the emergency room with severe salmonella poisoning. You'll know. Y'all can go back to this, harken back to this moment. I'm just going to do barbecue chicken. I'm not doing anything crazy. Okay. Um, I'm just going to saute it in the instant pot and then I'm going to put barbecue sauce on it. And then I'm going to, I'm going to season it, put barbecue sauce on it. And then I'm going to pressure cook it, that chicken for perhaps... 40 ish well no probably 30 minutes okay and and then I'll see where we are okay you're gonna have to let us know I felt like I it's funny that you bring up the chicken because I was looking last night because I was like what am I going to cook this week we kind of have a weird schedule so I was like I need some stuff that'll have leftovers and I was looking and I kept looking at all these recipes and it was like chicken pot pie soup chicken whatever chicken white chili and I was like here's here's what I've discovered. It doesn't matter how good a recipe is. I just don't care for chicken. Like mm-hmm. I just, I was like, it's good. You can admit it. It's, it's taken a long time for you to say it. And that's because I want to, you want to be okay with chicken and, and don't get me wrong. Chick-fil-A, I'll eat it all day long. If it's a fried chicken nugget, I'm okay with that. Although I do not like a bulkier nugget. I really prefer when you get those flatter nuggets. If you would please go through Chick-fil-A <laughs> Because they would do it. If you said, I don't want any bulky nuggets. I just want flat nuggets. They would do it for you. 
I want the flat ones with like the crunchier ends is what I would right. like. Have like the ends that kind of like trail off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That to me is the idea. When I open up my eight count nugs and that's what's mm-hmm. there, I'm like, this is a good day for me. But if I open it up, it happened to me this week in Waco on my way home from Dallas. I opened it up and it was a bunch of chunky nugs. And I was like, this is going to be a test. The Lord is testing me. Now, what if somebody sliced them across the center for you? Would that be okay? I would probably would be help? okay. I just don't like chewing through that dense chicken. I just, I don't, it's, it's too dense. Oh my gosh. It makes me think of what part of the chicken is this dense? Like it just, oh, oh, it, I don't know. I just, I don't do well with it. And so anyway, I just, I've decided that in for now, just if you, if I could have your prayers during this time, but I've decided the shankles are going chicken free in our diet. We're, I'm eliminating okay. all chicken across the board. Now my people are free, but I don't know who's going to cook it for them. I'm just, we're going to be a chicken free household. We're mm-hmm. whatever that is. We're. Well, that reminds me of another discovery I made over the break. I cooked more this, this Christmas over this like span of three weeks. than I, I think I can ever remember. It was just easier. Like, I don't know, because we had company for some of that time. And, you know, it's by, by the time you figure out where do we want to eat or what do we want to pick up? Well, I, you know, I can cook something and I enjoy it. So I cooked, you know, I cooked Christmas dinner, of course, but I cooked stroganoff and I did. Um, so I cooked soup and I can't even remember what kind of soup I made now for um, right before Christmas. But anyway, I just did a lot of cooking uh-huh. and um all that to say, one night I made chicken and dumplings. I'm sorry. Okay. But here, here's what I actually made chicken and dumplings twice over the holidays. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's what I discovered. And I thought as I, it's, it's sort of, as I made peace with this fact, I thought this yeah. would not go over well with Melanie Shankel. Uh-uh. Is I, to, for really good chicken and dumplings, you really do have to cook the, the chicken that's on the bone, like the chicken breast on the bone. Uh-huh. That's probably true. I when I ran into Publix one night and I didn't like the looks of the boneless chicken breast and I didn't think about rotisserie and so I just grabbed a pack of like the split chicken breasts that are still on the bone and that is the best chicken broth like mm-hmm. it's so good anyway so when I made them when my sister and my brother-in-law were here I did the same thing I got chicken on the bone and it was that chicken is tender and it is good okay but you got to wrestle with the bones a little bit so yeah yeah, it's, I mean, I'm I just, to say. I mean, everybody has their challenges that they're willing to mm-hmm. persevere through and a chicken bone isn't one of mine right now. That's, right. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't do it. But then on another note, and you, you, the podcast listeners and you will appreciate this more than anybody else, is that Caroline told me, I guess it was last week towards the end of Christmas break that she said, she came in and she goes, look how good my skin looks. She said, I've been using your vitamin C and your moisturizer every single day. Your Sunday Riley. Yes. Yes. Oh, no, Caroline, you can't have that until you're in your forties. That's it. I said, no, I said, your skin looks good because you're 16. I was like, that's why your skin looks good. You cannot use your mother's expensive products that I'm just eking out over there to make them last as long as possible. And you know, she's in there just slathering that stuff. Uh, listen, I, my Sunday Riley, the the CEO cream that I use, yes. I mean, I ration that stuff because it's expensive. And 
and you know, like if you put moisturizer on a couple of times a day, it it will deplete yeah. your source your resources. Yes, and I'm yes. just I just as careful with that. I would. I, would, oh. I don't know how I would react to somebody rummaging through my good products. No, and using my good products. And I and I had gotten so tickled because Gully and I had had this whole conversation when she went to New Hampshire with me where I said, I don't travel anymore with my real wedding ring. I said, because I'm always afraid I'm going to leave it because I take it off at night. Um, and I said, and I know, I'm the same. I'm yeah. the same way. And I said, I nearly left it one time. And so now I never wear it. I just have this other band that I've gotten. And I said, I just wear that because I'm, and she goes, that's how I am. She said, you know, I don't travel with my Sunday Riley Luna oil. She said, because I'm afraid. <laughs> Listen, if there, I, if I, if I take it with me, my Sunday mm-hmm. Riley stuff, I put a little bit in a smaller container. Uh-huh. But like, if you're going to check a bag and you know how I feel about checking a bag, I feel like it's a responsible way to travel. Yeah. But you, you could run the risk of losing that. You could, so. you could. So I'm just saying, but when I found out that my 16 year old with her perfect skin was going through my, my high end skincare, I was like, no, you were at an age. Here's what you get to use. Pawns. That's right. <laughs> Neutrogena. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Biore, but you do not get to use Sunday Riley vitamin C. Well, she was proud. She was so proud. And her skin looks better than ever. It looks, it's glow. You would almost say it's glowing. It's almost like she has teenage skin, you know? Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, well, this has been a delightful catch up. It has. We needed it. A post holiday recap. Mm-hmm. And I will say, everybody, because the first few days of 2020 were a little eventful in our world. Um, I made a playlist that a, a very out, the kids would say I made a feels playlist, mm. but I can't say that because I'm not 17 and I will be mocked for saying it. But um, I made a very calming low key playlist that I posted on Instagram a couple of days ago. And so I will link to that in the show notes too. Just if anybody needs a little bit of mellow yeah. to usher them into this, to this new year. Okay. I think we could all use a little bit of mellow. I know. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And by the time we talk again, hopefully Mississippi State will have a football coach. I know. I can't wait to hear. I'm going to be on pins and needles. And I know that you will let me know as soon as it happens, because I have faith you will be on the message board. Well, I will try. Certainly, I will try to stay abreast of all developments. And, you know, I will have to watch the introductory press conference. I will have to somehow find a way to 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 watch it, to process it, to to review it, to consider all the things about it. So, Well, because we all know that the introductory press conference usually tells you all you need to know about how the new regime is going to go. It's, it does. You get an immediate, this is in or this is out. Uh-huh. Is it, it's a hit or a miss. Yep. Yep. We're going to see. We're going to see. So I wish, I wish Mississippi State all the best in their coaching search endeavors. Thank you so much. All right, y'all. Well, we will talk to y'all soon. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all.
selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to do we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash audioboom, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom. 